This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Negin Homoifar. And I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And today we are talking about summer break. Yeah, summer break, spring break, in between it's, school time it's break. It's getting hot in here. Oh, girl, how you doing? <laughs> so stupid. Um, <gasps> I'm doing just fine, but somebody had a, a big birthday this past week that I just learned about right before we started recording. Sweet happy, 16. happy belated. How was Thank it? Thank you. It was really lovely. It was a nice midweek birthday. I kind of get a mix of feelings on birthdays. Like I get a little yeah. birthday bluesy. Well, especially in the 30s, like it, 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 get, it gets there a little bit. You think it's a, it's a yeah the getting older part of it because I haven't pinpointed well, if it's getting older or if it's just like it's this high pressure milestone. Well, yeah, because you're like, what have I accomplished this past year? What have I accomplished my entire life? All the pressures <laughs> on me to look back at the past thirty four right. years and yeah, am I a piece of shit or a diamond? Like yeah. And every year you have to ask yourself that very question. <laughs> but if you squeeze shit hard enough, would it not turn into a diamond? You know, my name means precious stone, <laughs> gem. And so, so we don't know what kind of stone it is, <laughs> is the point. Um, so what did you guys, you did like a dinner situation? Yeah, Zach made me dinner and then he took me to a dance class. Oh, because that was your, wasn't that your first Date? It was our first date. Yeah, we went to a salsa class for our first date, but this date was a bachata class, What's which that? is another form of Latin dance. Hmm. Is he a good dancer? Um, he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That makes it he's better. Not bad. If it he's does. if he's so confident in himself that he's like, let's go dancing, and he doesn't <laughs> really care if he's good at it, like, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. He is he is not. He's a diamond. You know, he is a negging. That is for sure. He's not great at it, but he's so he knows I like it and I want to yeah. learn. And so he takes me for my birthday to a dance class. I didn't he's even good, ask if you a were good a good man. dancer. I feel like you would be. I, I get the sense. Or at least not a bad dancer. Thank you. I love to dance. I'm not a good choreographed dancer, mm. but I'm a willing participant. Okay. Is this a this is a multi-person dance class? Oh yeah, it's a group class. So you're like switching partners every 30 seconds. You meet different people. It's weirdly intimate. So everybody was sanitizing. Everything you're saying, I hate. Meeting new people, (laughs) (laughs) dancing, having to sanitize my hands. (laughs) I'm gonna take you to a hip hop class next time I'm in LA. (laughs) My God. What a comedy video that would be. So, well, that sounds fun. And we were back by we were back by eight p.m. and it was great. Oh, perfect! That's a perfect <laughs> mid thirties thing. Oh, that's the other thing is I'm turning thirty five this year. You you turn thirty four. Thirty five. Okay, we're just telling we're just telling everybody. Well, just, everyone knows what the premise of the show is. <laughs> they can do the math. Thirty five is squarely mid thirties. Yeah, that's right. hard. That's going to be a rough one. I'm going to have to do a lot of shit thinking uh, come November. 
Um, I did not, thankfully, did not go dancing this week. I did go to dinner, and there was a debate. Good. There was a, well, not a debate. There was a conversation that I started because it it started in my in my in my home. Uh, and I wanted to get your opinion, and I even wanted to get our producer Logan's opinion. And by opinion, I mean, well, you'll see. Okay. By opinion, so, I mean you have to agree with me because that's the only answer. No, no, no. <laughs> by opinion, I mean there is a factual answer. Okay. But different people have different definitions. So this started because my house, which is a very tiny house, has a lot of outdoor space, and it has, like, different outdoor space. Mm-hmm. So there's a space behind the house that's, like, a sidewalky kind of concrete outdoor space. Mm-hmm. And there's a space off the side of the house that's more like a raised wood situation. Okay. And then there's a, a spot in front of the house that's like the front landing area. And so Cassie always refers to these spaces as like, you know, I'm on the patio and then she'll be on the thing that I don't think is the patio. <laughs> And I'm like, woman, you are using the wrong freaking definitions of these words. So we got into it because she was like, no, you're wrong. And so then Mm -hmm. I asked a bunch of people at dinner, like, what is – so the question is, what is your definition of porch, patio, and deck? Like, what are those three things to you? Okay. Well, Logan, obviously, you're on the hot seat first. <laughs> <laughs> She's making a extreme thinking face right now. Well, there's a front porch and there's a back porch. There's okay. not a front deck. There's mm. only a back deck. Mm. Patio, though, to me, a patio is, like, enclosed. Like, okay. it's outside, but it's inside. You know what I mean? Okay. A porch. A covered. A co- a co- it's covered. A porch. Does not have to be covered. Neither okay. does a deck. And and anything for you about the construction of these things? Or they can be made out of anything? A patio can be concrete. A deck can only be wood. Okay. A, what Girl, about did porch? Did you do an internship at Home Depot? This is good. <laughs> I am so surprised you're able to go into such depth. That's impressive. Okay. Because okay. I would have, I thought that only the the front is always the porch. And okay. the deck is always the back is what I thought. And deck does not have to be covered. Porch okay. has to be covered. And the patio, patio might be like just a a little raised portion, little, ex- it's like a catch-all. And term. what about mater- materials for all three? All three can be whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can do wood. You can do, you can do definitely. I mean, have <laughs> what, you seen- what else can you do other than wood? I'm curious. <laughs> Like Logan said, concrete. Uh-huh. I'm thinking a lot of mix, like recycled wood. Re- oh, oh, no, we're back to wood. Okay. Um, so, so, so neither of you can think of any uh, other building materials other than concrete and wood. Tile, tile, tile. Beautiful okay, tile. tile. Great, great, great. So, this is what I thought. I thought I did not know the difference between a porch and a deck, but in mm-hmm. my mind, they were both made out of wood, and then a patio was like a ground level situation made out of concrete, stone, brick, tile, not wood. Okay. And I'm I I hope everyone listening has 
a slightly different take on all three of our things because I want to say none we all did not say the exact same thing. So this is a problem I would like to point out in society, which is why you tune in to Best Friends Back All Right. But here's the actual answer. And I feel like this is a great dinner conversation that other people can have. So a deck is a wood-framed platform that is commonly attached directly to your home. So it could be in the front, it could be in the back, it can be in the side. So just a wood-framed platform as a deck. A patio is usually a cement slab in the backyard right up against the house, but it's on the ground level. Okay. And a porch is most commonly a covered deck. And that can it can also have uh, screens for Front and walls, back. but it's like a deck with a roof. Was Cassie? Cassie was wrong because I guess all thank of the. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Cassie. Cassie, but she said- thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, let me just you know land our conversation at home right there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I th- I feel now like you know. Logan. Logan was most correct. Right. Yes. It's because of her Home Depot internship. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, thanks for participating in porch versus deck versus patio, everyone. Uh, Did you do anything uh, else for your birthday that that, um, you'd like to to share? Well, I have uh, a bunch of friends flying into town this weekend uh, to celebrate, which I'm really excited about. They haven't seen Atlanta yet. I mean, there are five people flying in. None of them have been to Atlanta. That's a lot of people. That's a big deal. I'm very deal. honored that they're coming. Um, and to be safe, all of us are doing a COVID test before just okay. to, you know, mitigate what we can. And so I was doing my COVID test earlier. And for some reason, the only directions that were available in the box were the Spanish language directions okay (laughs) so i was like oh fuck i've done i've done these tests a lot so i should be able to do this but i speak spanish but like you know not covid spanish it's not covid spanish and so the first thing said (laughs) retire el aluminio de la parte superior del tubo de tampon (laughs) the extracción i was like tampon what tampon meaning swab Tampon meaning cotton, cotton swab, meaning this thing, the little oh the 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 pipette, water dis- no not pipette, pipette. no uh, the, little- the tube. What the would you call it in, has- in in chemistry? The the tube. What do you the little sp- squeezer thing? Is it a porch, a deck, or a patio? <laughs> Whatever it was. The I squeezer was like, thing is a pipette. The holder is a thing is a uh, Oh, it's a squeezer. So squeezer is a pipette. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Perfect. tampon. So I was going word by word. I was like, got it, got it, got it. Tampon? Uh, mm. I don't remember that one. And it just took me back to the last time I had to translate something really awkward and of course I was already thinking about summer breaks in high school in anticipation of this Mm -hmm. but um in summer in the summer times we would usually I was either doing something really academic like a science camp or we were traveling uh for one of my dad's conferences and his conferences Mm. were luckily enough in like really cool places and one year we went to Spain and you know I'm a few years into public school Spanish and so my parents think (laughs) She knows. She's fluent. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you remember Miss Inscope? Listen, class? yeah, I was gonna say we had a really rough Spanish teacher who was right? the scariest teacher at the entire school, in my opinion. So yeah, you yeah. should have known at least a you know a certain amount of Spanish because she known. like yelled it into you. She was the most, and still is the most terrifying teacher I've ever had. Yeah. Well, and also that series, you remember that video series we had to watch with the um, the lead character's name was Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't Jaime. <laughs> no, because I think that they were trying to like somehow Americanize like only the name, but like she couldn't really pronounce it. And Jamie. She was like, Jamie. 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 Well, that's what I... Jamie. <laughs> That's what I looked like that whole trip. So I'm responsible for navigating us through the country of Spain. We start in Madrid. We start in Madrid and we drive our way down to you drove? the south of Spain. Yeah. I mean, this is in the 2000s. You, I, mean, I just, you I'm scared to, to drive country. in LA. So that, you know, it's, that sounds <laughs> no, very we always No, we always rented a car wherever we went. And so I have a paper map because, again, it was paper map days. And this is not this is not an English map. It's a Spanish map. And so it was just a mess. I'm the only one that knows anything. And so we get to the hotel and we order some food. Something happens where we need silverware. And my parents are like hungry. They're like, OK, Nagin, please call. You have to call the front desk and ask for a spoon. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, I don't know how to say spoon. Oh, oh my God. And everyone's really hungry. And they're like, what do you mean? You and you don't have, you know, there's no Duolingo or like translator. No, there's I don't no have iPhone like a pocket dictionary. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way for me to figure it out. And of course, I didn't think like this hotel staff probably knows some English. Yeah. You can use English. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were like, you have to know, figure it out, figure it out. I could not remember the word. For Spoon, which was really funny because in that class, Miss Insko's class, remember how much she would emphasize the need to know synonyms? So like we knew synonyms for so many words like tire. Mm. Do you remember tire? We had to learn like five different words of tire. Like in Chile, they say neumatico. In Mexico, they say llanta. In in like Argentina, they say rueda. In Puerto Rico, they say goma, but be careful where you use goma because that also means condom. And so we knew all of these different. That was really intimidating what you just did. Like flashcard. I, I remember zero of that. That was super impressive. Well, you were also juggling Hebrew. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for giving me that pat on the back. Yeah. I yep, needed. yep, yep. But I couldn't, despite knowing six synonyms for tire, I couldn't come up with <laughs> with the word for spoon. And so I like asked for the fork, which is all I knew how to say. We got the fork and then I went home then that you summer and I learned. And made it into a spoon. <laughs> and I learned the word for spoon, which for everyone listening is cuchara. Cuchara. Okay. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie necesita una cuchara. Wow, what an amazing summer trip. I see, okay, so when I was going back through my memory of summers, I I realized I was mostly remembering like my college summer times, which we can talk about a little bit, but I didn't really Especially in the in the first half of high school, I didn't mm-hmm. really do anything that I can remember that was very exciting during the summer. And 
it reminded me of that segment of girls, and I guess guys too, that um, they had a summer camp that they went to every summer, mm-hmm. and then they talked about that fucking summer camp all the parts of the year that weren't <laughs> summer. And it was, there was nothing charming about it. It was every time it was annoying. It, it, In this show, it was annoying to hear about. Or, sorry, are you talking about the girl, show Girls? <laughs> <laughs> or are you talking about girls? I think I zoned out. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm uh, No, I'm talking about girls in real life, not the show girls. But I oh, do know I always would... reference the show girls. So I can see how you would be confused. You know, do you remember, like, the Hamilton Lakes versus Star Mount? Like, there was, like, different pool clubs to be yeah, belong to. Exactly. Well, near me was Hamilton Lakes and Star Mount. And Star Mount was, like, the fancy expensive one with the golf course and everything. And mm-hmm. then Hamilton Lakes has had pools and tennis courts. And I was on the tennis team <laughs> at mm-hmm. Hamilton Lakes because, of course, I needed a summer sport to do. And I think I was <laughs> only on it for... Maybe my freshman year, maybe my sophomore year of high school, but yeah. I would spend a lot of time there. Um, I remember some of the girls from soccer were also on the tennis team, so I was mm-hmm. intimidated by their existence uh, around <laughs> me, as as we've described previously. But I was like a good little tennis player. Yeah. Um, well, I just Anna remember- Kornikova. Yeah, no, not that. <laughs> no. Let me take that back. I was an okay tennis player, and I don't have many stories that stick out other than I I do know uh, at one point we were doing um, drills where I don't even know, maybe it was a hand-eye coordination drill, but they would, like, put a bunch of us on one side of the court and then one person to hit on the other side of the court. And I remember getting hit. The The ball just went right into my oh. eye socket at, like, the fastest possible speed, which is honestly a really great test of your hand-eye coordination because it literally was my eye. Um, From so, her hand to your eye. Yeah, exactly. So my eye was, like, really well coordinated. Uh, but, but the rest of me wasn't. Maybe that's like, the hey day guys, I stopped. I was like, you know what? This is enough. There's a pool here. Why am I not in it? Gosh. Speaking of those pools, were you like, did you have a go-to swim or like a bikini? bikini the breaststroke. Sti- oh, the bre- sorry. Swimsuit. <laughs> swimsuit. Oh, I was always doggy paddling. I was, <laughs> I was always doggy paddling. I still to this day doggy paddle and have a no. feeling like... I don't like to hold my breath underwater. Oh, yeah. I still pinch my nose. I oh, still pinch my nose. You're a nose yeah. pincher. I thought you were an yeah. okay dancer, but I did not see the no- <laughs> nose pincher in the pool thing coming. Did I have yeah. a preferred bathing suit? Yeah. No, I was I hate bathing suits. I still yeah, hate bathing suits. I agree with you. I I I don't understand bathing suits. I can't even Well, I don't back recall. then, the things that were popular, remember Blue Crush had come out like right before high school mm-hmm. with oh, Kate Bosworth. Yeah. So that so the the little booty shorts, but the boy shorts, that was a big thing with like the mismatched oh, yeah, I, top uh, yeah, and yeah. bottom. That hasn't come back. That has remained an underwear fashion, but not a bathing suit fashion. Whereas everything else that was in style then, like the the string bikinis, the triangle yeah. tops, all of that, all of that has has come back. And I feel like bikinis have gotten 
smaller and smaller Dude, and smaller. <gasps> I won't I won't even entertain it. I don't I've shut my mind. I've shut it off as an option. Um <laughs> you know, we talked about big booty girls last week. Uh <laughs> They're just not made for big booty girls. I remember the last time I went bikini shopping was probably in high school. It was probably in preparation wow. for our spring break trip, <laughs> our senior year. Oh, right. And it, it was like the most depressing experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If we want to jump there gosh. for a moment. If we want to go off of summer into spring. We you know, dabble. this was the time of MTV spring break. Right? Like that oh, was yeah. programming that was prime time like this wasn't the heyday of mtv but close to it like but the spring trl was still on the spring break like you all like i would watch the spring break content and think like that looks so fun like that's where that's where all the cool people are like what kind of stuff do they get up to right granted you know we weren't really drinking or anything at this time so i don't know why it looked fun to me it did not look fun to me. It looked it really didn't? Sca- it looked so scary to me. Like security-wise? No, like sexually-wise. <laughs> oh, like, just remember penises people were everywhere. Wasted. Everyone's wasted. There's like a mosh pit. And then they would televise lap dances. Do you remember oh. this? Like I the think concerts I remember was super fun. Maybe some like wet t-shirt-esque oh, type yes. of contest yes. happening. Yeah. But m- I, mainly the concerts. Okay, and yeah. also the VJs. That was VJs, yeah. really big. And I think, you know, they had Carson Daly there. And, like, it looked like – and they only brought, like, attractive-looking people up on stage yeah. and, like, surrounded the stage. So it always looked like it was just a really big party. And, like, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do for spring break. For spring break, yeah. Wow. You know, I'm really feeling the – uh the age right now. Carson Daly, we started watching him on MTV and I watch him once in a while on the Today Show. Yeah. Like, I think that Carson's is... starting to feel the age. <laughs> in my opinion. Gosh. South Padre Island. So we went there because you had an uncle or an aunt that lived there, right? Yeah. So, so some of my, so my family, which we've already established is um, from South Texas. And then some of my family actually had a place on South Padre Island. And uh, so I think the thought was, and they had they had MTV Spring Break there like either the year before, like it was one of the spots that they had MTV Spring Break. Right. And so I think the thought was, man, I've been watching the Spring Break content for a while and it's our senior year and that's when you're supposed to go on Spring Break, but we're too scared of all the penises. Right. So why don't we go to South Padre <laughs> and stay at my family's house, which was a great house that's Beautiful, on the bay yeah. and had a pool and everything. Um, and like we can be safe, but also like have a spring break. Yeah. Um, which I think for the most part worked out pretty nicely. It's just yeah, that yeah. we weren't, um, you we know. know where to go. <laughs> we also like there was not Carson Daly was not there. It was not, it's, you know, South Padre, like, not during those times isn't, yes. you know, isn't the best. <laughs> that was the of... funniest thing is that we showed up and nothing was happening. Yeah. It was yeah. like spring break was going to happen two weeks later for yeah. the college kids. Which, which like to that. be fair, for our speed was was good. That was, <laughs> that was the best. We could go to Whataburger. <gasps> we could go to Dairy Queen. We oh, could yeah. stay. We could go fishing on the dock. 
For us, I think it accomplished everything we were looking for. We were looking for maybe the illusion of a MTV spring break without, <laughs> exactly. the, without the danger. And I do, like, that's one Facebook album that does still exist that hasn't been deleted. <laughs> and I recently looked at it, and I am I am rocking what appears to be a bright yellow string bikini <gasps> with uh, some kind of, like, parrot on on the boob but of course i'm i i i'm rocking like a, a tank board top short. under it a, yeah <laughs> of course i blocked out my belly button so <laughs> that was the part i was really worried about so i hope no one sees that <laughs> while we didn't have like such a wild and crazy time at south padre island i did feel like i let loose a little bit yeah we went the to an 18 and under club over club Oh, I didn't even remember that. I was moving on to the next story, but thank you. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. When did you let loose? I let loose a little bit when I went to England for the summer before oh. our senior. Okay, yeah, that's a different let loose. <laughs> Actually, at Oxford is where at I Oxford, let loose. Yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, still an academic camp, but you know, um, this was the first time I was away for like a month from mm-hmm. my family and it was this camp uh that would kind of place you into these different classes and you were in class during the day but then it was super fun every other moment of the day and so i did like took a class on international relations and speech Ooh. and rhetoric Woo! oh man Sexy. get wild but the really fun part is that everybody that came to this program was from around the world And I think that was my first taste of like what a truly diverse, not just other Iranians, but like what it's like to be in an environment with tons of other people. And it was so amazing. I mean, like you had like the the Saudi oil money kid coming in. Mm. You had the scholarship kid in me. (laughs) You had you had like the prep school New England type. Like a song title. (laughs) The scholarship kid in me. (laughs) There was a hookah bar in town okay okay this is where the let loose comes in i was waiting for it it i mean diversity is very cool but when you set something up as i let loose i know i feel like anytime i talk about a program i'm like let me tell you the merits of this program before i dive in what am i selling yeah this is the old admissions counselor in me um okay this this hookah bar was called duliban and you know, as an Iranian, hookah is like a normal part of yeah. a party thing. So while other people think of it as kind of like, ooh, edgy, it's normal for us. But that, but this time period, too, was like the emergence of hookah bar. Like hookah Primo. bar was cool. Yeah. It yeah. was so freaking cool. Yeah. And so it was like, obviously, we're going to the hookah bar. And for some reason, the hookah bar was off limits. We weren't supposed to go there. It was like a program rule. Huh. But I was like, no, it's in my culture. I'm a bad girl. <laughs> Have you heard about my silent lunches? <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, I get it in my head that I need an ID. I need a fake ID to get into this hookah bar. Why? I I, I, I don't know. Are you, you? Oh, you're not 18 at this point? Because it was the summer before your senior yes, year? Yes, I'm not 18. Maybe okay. that was it. Thank okay, yeah. Like, I would love for that to be the reason. But like... So we go to the student, there's this, we get wind that there's this, um, like a student ID agency that if you get a card there, an ID there, that it gets you discounts for travel in Europe for all the stuff. So we're like, ah, well, go there, give them the wrong birth year and boom, I am 21. I am such an idiot. You do not need to be 21 
to drink in England. Oh, I, I didn't even know that you were, were talking about alcohol. I thought you were just talking about the 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 hookah of it all. The hookah. But. Well, it was a hookah bar, so you got a little hookah and you got a little drink. Oh, um, okay. And so we get this fake student ID that I think. I think in that moment is a good investment for my future when I go to college. I'm like, oh, I can also use this ID to get yeah. into bars in the U.S., which is not true. Oh, you can't. Okay. It's a student ID, not like a license. Why did they just let you tell them your birthday? All we had to do was give them proof that we were in an academic program. There was nothing else. Like, we didn't have to show them a passport or anything. So I got that thing, and that was my first, like... I'm a bad girl kind of thing. So we go to that hookah bar. We dance on the bar. That is a regular thing. But every time it happens, I'm like, guys, don't take a picture. Like, (laughs) my mom mom can't see this on Facebook. (laughs) Wait, do you think the reason that your student ID got you into the bar is because they didn't need an ID in the first place? They they didn't need the ID. (laughs) (laughs) There was no purpose for this ID. And so I told myself that I would use it in the U.S. So... We didn't need it. That wasn't even the wildest thing that happened at that camp. Did your mom find a dildo? (laughs) No, but Susan Sarandon's son was at this camp. And uh, oh, let me tell you, I was not friends with him, but he was uh, having sex. And everybody knew about it. (laughs) Everybody knew about Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins' son doing it. Okay. Yeah. So people were, it was an exploratory summer for many. Okay. Sorry. You meant like that wasn't even the wildest. And then you referenced something that someone else was doing that was worse. So I just, I want to go back. I'm establishing that was the wildest. Okay. For listen, you. I live a lot of my life vicariously <laughs> through others when it comes to and my And you past. will not believe. <laughs> well, gosh, the, you, you had such fun freaking summers i was going to talk about a summer job at build-a-bear yes what what did you do uh mm, well i mean there is a story that involves making out and it it wasn't me (laughs) you know i want to hear it yeah (laughs) um okay so i started working at build-a-bear i think when i was 15 or 16, whatever at the time the okay. like legal age was to have a part-time job because my parents were just adamant that whenever I could get a part-time job, I needed to. So oh. I would work um, shifts on the weekend during the school year. And then during the summers, I would work when I could. And mm-hmm. then even into college, my freshman year, I would come back at breaks and I would I would pick up some shifts at Build-A-Bear. And I picked Build-A-Bear because I was like, it seems friendly. And also, mm-hmm. at the time, it was like a new concept. It was a new concept. It was. A like, new it was concept like, that was, that was, and well, it was no, five it, stores like, down from American Eagle. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it, it like, you know, they had one in downtown Disney, I think. And like, but it wasn't like franchised out like massively at that point. Okay. So it was like kind of a cool thing that we had one at the, mall in Greensboro Mm -hmm. and I was like okay working with kids or around kids seems like friendly you know there's like a friendly safe atmosphere so I thought uh working at Build-A-Bear can I ask you quickly though please when you're at Build-A-Bear is everyone trained to build a bear to do each station it's like a I think a normal retail job where like there's you know you could 
be assigned to the cashier station. You could be assigned to like roaming the floor and like picking things up and helping customers. You could be assigned to, you know, the the like stuffing, like where the stuffing actually goes in and where you stitch the bear. Or you could be assigned to, they had birthday parties at Build-A-Bear. Um, so you could be assigned to like running a birthday party. And there was okay. like a protocol for the birthday party where they'd come in and you'd give everyone name tags and pick out, like the the parents would pick out like budgets for the party. So like you knew like you guys can pick from these bears and you kind of like babysit. Um, okay. But like that seemed safe to me. And it wasn't a bad job it was like kind of monotonous and also i don't really like people that much so it was one of those um you know you have to interact with a lot of people but my worst my my getting loose memories <laughs> so on black friday the mall started doing this thing where they would stay up essentially like all night for the sale and so you could come oh. to the mall at like 3 a.m Yes. And do your shopping. And that's and when the crazies would come. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we've talked about previously the downhill nature of Four Seasons Mall <laughs> in Greensboro. And this yeah. might have been the start of it. <laughs> and I remember at least one year having the shift and then the next year being like, fuck, no, I will not. <laughs> but these couples would come in and it didn't just happen, you know, at the 3 a.m. spot. They'd come in during the day in front of, uh, you know, however many kids are in there. And people would take it as, like, a romantic opportunity to have an activity with their partner that they're Oh, like dating. a date. Like a yeah. date activity. Like, let's okay. go build a bear for you. Which is yeah. like, okay, cute. Okay. Until the part where... When you're stuffing the bear, you put a little heart in the bear. And when it's a kid, but you're you're taught to like when it, when it's anyone, you have to say, okay, here's your heart for your bear. Put it between your hands. Rub it. You know, you have mm -hmm. this whole thing that you go through, and then like you know, whisper your like biggest wish into the bear's heart and give it a kiss. Now that's the part where things oh. would go wrong when it I was a couple. I can just see what is about to happen. And meanwhile, you're sitting there in your fucking denim and your flared khakis and your <laughs> and white your shoes. low-rise khakis. You're, you're, you're sitting, they're standing, you're at crotch level, you're about a foot away. Oh. These are grown adult people and, you know, something about kissing a fake bear heart and making a wish would always trigger, like, make-out central, inappropriate, like, whatever you wanted to say, I guess, in front of me as a teenage worker was fine. Like, horrifying memories of just, like, why am I watching these people, like, make out while holding a stuffed heart, like, a foot away from me? And I'm Were they recording inappropriate, uh, oh. inappropriate messages into the... Yeah, the so the the um no no the heart didn't make sound. The ability to record messages in Build a Bear happened when I was working there. We didn't have it previously, so it was like a new thing. Yeah. And it was really expensive at the time. But like, yes, if people opted to do that, thankfully, usually it wasn't a couple activity. It was more the guy is coming to okay. make a bear for his significant <laughs> other. And um those were funny. I really liked I mean, those times. I feel like a guy would be like, uh, I exactly. Know, I love you. I mean, exactly. I like you. I mean, exactly. 
Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the other awkward thing is that, like, you didn't have anywhere to go to, like, record the messages privately. No so the guys booth. would stand right in front of me and go, um, uh, uh. And then they'd try and, like, whisper into the thing. And, like, you were trained that you had to push the button after they recorded to make sure that it was recorded properly and, like, lock right. it in. And so, like, you know, exactly. They'd be like, I just wanted to tell you that I love you very much. <laughs> And you were like, okay, let's see if it recorded. And then you like press play and it's like, I just want to tell you, I love you very much. And then you're like, <laughs> sir, I think it's a little bit hard to hear. And yeah. so maybe you want to take your hand away from your face and do it a little bit louder. And he's like, okay, <laughs> all right. He's like, I just want to tell you that I love you very much. And you're like, sir, you know, and you have to keep going through this. <laughs> I want to tell you that I fucking love you very much, bitch. <laughs> And then Sir, as you're stuffing the bear, yeah, as you're stuffing the bear <laughs> in your head, you're going, one, I hope I remember how to do this, even though I've done it a hundred <laughs> times. I hope the stuffing doesn't, doesn't, because sometimes if you wouldn't hold it correctly, right. the pressure of the stuffer would just blast just the bear like straight across the room or like, so you're like, <laughs> I'm hoping that this is going to work. Can I maintain this conversation? This gentleman's just recorded this personal message, <laughs> the heart's in the bear. And then the whole time you're like, please don't press the button accidentally. Please don't press the button accidentally as you're stuffing the bear and like stitching it up. And of course it's like nearly unavoidable. So it's like, okay, oh. I love you very much or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so that was like a good portion of my summer time yeah. or, or break time experience. That's how I let loose. That's how a lot of people <laughs> let loose in a way that is just inappropriate for children or a 16-year-old totally. part-time worker to witness. I feel like all of that fun, all of that crazy stuff would come to a rapid halting end like three weeks before summer when I realized, oh, shit, we have homework. Mm. We're supposed to do all of this reading that I forgot about. Do you remember we would get these crazy yeah. assignments? Miss Joplin, I think she assigned us the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I could read that in a few weeks. And I looked at the book and I realized there's an abridged version and an unabridged version. There's a long version and a short version. The long and version. Joplin is not going for the abridged version, y'all. The long version is almost 1,000 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have to read Guns, Germs, and Steel? I think oh, that was a college yes. Read. No, maybe, it was, no, that was, it AP, was AP World uh, History. World History, yes. I loved that book. Oh, but that was my God. <laughs> I hated it. I had to read it out loud to myself because I would fall asleep <gasps> reading it. That's <laughs> never it. happened to me on anything ever before. That, for a long time, it was like one of those books where... I, I told myself, I think I really liked it. I think it was one of those books that, you know, was my first book about world perspective. But then I kept saying I liked it. And at some point I'm like, well, why the hell did I, I don't even remember what this book is about. I've oh, just you think told you myself convinced yourself that you liked it? That I liked it. That yeah. is a big book. That, that Talk about a thickie. That is a <laughs> real, like Monte Cristo would have been like eaten up nothing, by nothing. guns germs and steel but we had to annotate all that stuff for english so it's like it was 
quadruple whatever you did because you were highlighting with different things like this is a simile this is a metaphor <laughs> this is foreshadowing <laughs> hey at least that kept you from not falling asleep that there true. were like things that Active. you were supposed to do yeah okay i wanted to we talked about my my summer after senior year was honk of course honk the musical which um oh, is right. a, a headliner but I wanted to touch, if it's okay, on my summer after my freshman year of college. I know this is a high school-based show, but it, can I have permission I, I, to... I mean, it feels like a bit of an ambush to open <laughs> that, but sure, Stevie, tell us about the summer after your freshman year. I'll save my story for summer after freshman year for another episode. Okay. Let's hear it. We have that to look forward to. Um, okay, this is why it's exciting to me, because... So I I knew that I wanted to move out to Los Angeles. I knew I wanted to work in the TV and film industry in some capacity. But the summer after my freshman year, I was like, I'm not ready to go out there for internships. And also, no one's going to hire me for an internship at this point. I'm, Self-policing. I'm too young. Self-policing. Yeah. But there is a place in North Carolina called Wilmington. And that is where the old WB studio sound stages are that became the Screen oh, yeah. Gem Sound Studio. And I don't know if it's still Screen Gems today, but... Is that, that... where Dawson's Creek was? Yes, exactly. Oh, so Dawson's Creek cool. shot there, One Tree Hill, all these like, you know, CW, or it wasn't CW at the time, but WB-owned shows um, yeah. shot there. And I thought it was so cool because Wilmington is is a, a, a little North Carolina town. It has that vibe. It's a beach town. And there's not any – it didn't feel like there was any, like, Hollywood pressure. Like, am I going to make it right. in the big city? It's like, no, this is not the big city. There's only so many pieces of production going on. There's no scene or anything? Well, I mean, only the scene created by the Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill actors. So there was okay. somewhat of a scene. Okay. Um, but it was but approachable. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. at the time – there was, I think there were more tax breaks in North Carolina in general. So there's more filming going on. So I was like, okay, let me see if I can get a job or two on a film set or TV show set that or something like so that cool. in North Carolina. Okay. But this was, I believe, just past One Tree Hill. It was certainly just past um, Dawson's Creek because that series finale, let me tell you, <laughs> I get depressed just remembering that series finale of Dawson's Creek is just um, anyway so one of the things I worked on in Wilmington was this god awful <laughs> show that was in the vein of One Tree Hill and it was called Whitaker Bay and it was so bad that I didn't I couldn't understand the plot like I couldn't mm. understand the storyline like I would I would I was a PA and I would be there for scenes and I literally was like don't have any idea what's going on in the scene don't have any idea who these characters are every single scene it was so like, I'm gonna have so to call bad. cut I'm gonna have to call yeah cut. yeah <laughs> Not yeah, and it was my very first experience and it was of course like super low budget. I think it only aired like in North Carolina, like it wasn't a, you know, it, <laughs> on like and, a UPN channel. Oh my, yes, exactly. It was so bad. The thing that I remember is that it did shoot on a couple of like the Dawson's Creek sets. So like you had okay. that iconic like, you know, Whitaker Bay is, you know, was was the bay like where Dawson's Creek was. There were docks everywhere. I had an okay. unfortunate like fire ant incident as a PA where I didn't realize I was standing in a in a, in a giant thing of fire ants and sandals oh. and 
that was embarrassing. But every PA needs to have some kind of experience like that. But anyway, the thing that's so exciting isn't the experience that I had. It's that when I went back on IMDb to, like, try and figure out what year this was, because I I couldn't remember if it was the year after senior year. Guess who starred in Whitaker Bay, who at the time was a nobody? And this was in 2007. I mean, I don't know why I said guess. Like, it really is. I know. I was like, I was going to say Leonardo DiCaprio, because that's the only person that comes to mind. (laughs) Only person that comes to Girl, mind anytime somebody says. Like, I know, I'm no, kidding. Leo? I know, I know. Um, Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry was, the, she was one of the leads of Whitaker Bay. How? You know, she went to Davidson in North Carolina. How How wild. How wild how, is that? How crazy, Jamie how crazy is that? was the lead. Jamie <laughs> and Aisha Curry starred in Whitaker Bay. So I thought that was really interesting. And of course, like looking back, I remember when the show aired, like I stayed, I like pl- stayed for the credits afterwards. And it was yeah. the first time I saw my name on Ooh, screen under girl. production assistant. Yeah. Horrible show. Aisha, I'm sorry. I'm not saying anything about your acting, but I am saying it was probably horrible in this one show because literally <laughs> nothing else was good. I Wait, did it, you did you see if you are credited on, on IMDb for being? I am. A PA? That's how I. That's how I like clicked over because the oh, other thing I did it. that summer is, you know what? I cannot even. There would be such a contest of how bad the content was that I worked on because the <laughs> other thing that I worked on was an independent film called Zombie Cheerleader Camp. Well, that theme has been very popular, so you. Boobs uh, and zombies. In. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies. It's pretty yeah. classic. Um, yeah. So, uh, reminder I'm 19. These are the first things that I've worked on. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> I, oh, God. It's a real contest between the two. But for Zombie Cheerleader Camp, I, I was like, I found it on like Craigslist or something. This director was looking for, for crew. And I was like, sure. Yes. I'd love to, um, to work with you. And for that, I believe I joined as a PA quickly found out that they needed more help, became associate producer. Then when we got, like, onto set, truly figured out they needed more help and then became the first AD. Oh, my gosh. So I was a 19-year-old first AD on the set of Zombie Cheerleader Camp, and that was filmed at a camp in the middle of the woods in North Carolina. Hey, you got yourself to a camp in the end. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know what a first AD does, they basically run everything. They run the shoot every day and make sure that the scenes that you need to capture and the shots are getting captured on time. And, um, you know, they're like the, the lead logistics person. And I remember one day in particular, I think I've told this story on GMM, so it was like an hour away. Oh, so this is an old story. Okay. Well, so you're just I mean, recycling. hey, if you've been with us for 10 years, <laughs> everything's an old story at this point. But um, <laughs> it's not an old story for you, I don't believe. I don't know anything about this. I remember one day uh, coming home, I guess at the end of the small run of being at this camp. And it was in the middle of summer. It was really hot. And I would, sh- at my back porch, <laughs> I would strip down. So I was just wearing my bra and undies to go in the house to shower because I was like, you know, worried that there were bugs or oh, right. poison oak or whatever it was from shooting out in the woods and in the fields and everything. 
And my mom would do like a a tick check on me, like really quickly check to make sure there weren't any ticks and that I was good. And then I would go get in the shower. And I got up to the bathroom and I took off my bra and my undies and I sat down to pee before getting into the shower. And I looked down and there was a tick on my boob. Sucking on my titty. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, when I, I have not screamed that loud and I just like ran around my house like, there's a tick on my boob. My poor father, I don't even think, I think I was probably running around naked at this point. Like there's a tick on my boob. What do you do? I mean, you know. Well, there's a baby formula shortage. Makes sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You want some milk? Jamie. Jamie wants some milk. Who had to take the take the tweezers? I think my mom did. My my mom my mom took the tick off my boob. Thank you, mom. (laughs) I hope you're not listening still, but thank you. Anyway, (laughs) please, if you want to check out Zombie Cheerleader Camp or Whitaker Bay and place your vote for which is the worst piece of programming, (laughs) by all means, if you have the tolerance to watch something so terrible. And there are boobs in Zombie Cheerleader Camp um, because I remember uh, that that was quite a thing. There's zombie boobs, which I'll tell you. They look like regular boobs, except for they're painted a little bit green. What was that movie rated? Must have been rated R, although I don't think you can get a rating if you can't distribute it in a proper way. Oh. Um, I but I remember, if, like, like, if you make it a zombie thing, that if you make it, if you paint it. If the it, boobs are slightly it... tinted green. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. You can still, this is, this is like full nipple, okay. etc. There were many scenes where it was like, oh, she just turned into a zombie. She's going to slowly have her boobs out <laughs> and walk through the forest. And like, meanwhile, I'm like, all right, according to my list that I've just <laughs> made, I've never done this before and I'm 19. Your boobs should be out right now, and they need to be out until 1 p.m. And uh, by the time I saw the tick on my boob, I was like, you know, enough boobs, enough boobs. That's it. Game over. Yeah. Oh, God, summer. I miss, I do miss the summer days. I felt like you stopped waking up at the butt crack of dawn. You were able to sleep in. You could do whatever you wanted. Not really. There were still, like, rules and stuff. But, like, it just felt like a complete break. Oh, could it be fun if we like assigned ourselves a book to read for the summer and Mm -hmm. we had to, no? Well, I did, we did say in episode one that Best Friends Back All Right was going to result in a book club. And a book club. I read one of the books that you suggested, the one about Cameron Post. Oh, yeah. 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 I read that one. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a movie too. It's a nice story. It was a bit long in places. A lot of It's such a mom thing to say. (sighs) But I did it's like the nice, story. Like. It's a nice story. It's a nice lesbian story. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hey, it's no guns, germs, and steel. <laughs> okay, that's it. Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, hey, how about you check out another? I'd highly recommend Trevor's podcast, Trevor Talks Too Much. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. He's a cute little boy and he has cute little conversations. You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me at Nagin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. 
And of and course, <laughs> you can hear her every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning. She does a really great job with Rhett and Link Thank at you. youtube.com forward slash Good Mythical Morning. She'll see you there. <laughs>